Hi, and welcome to Four Horsemen of Roleplay. This is Josh. I normally play Baz, but tonight I'm going to be interviewing Andrew. Hello. Because we, like every D&D group in the world, can't get it together every weekend. Um, unfortunately, Bird is unable to complete the Stranger Things, uh, I guess, offshoot side quest, uh, because he's out sick, and Ron is swamped with work so uh we're going to do something a little different i'm going to be interviewing andrew and asking him some stuff just about him as a player ready let's do this you sure no you want to tell anybody anything about yourself first uh i'm a nerd i've been a nerd for a while and i think that's the first question so i think we can roll okay so when and how did you start playing RPGs, tabletop games, and such? Uh, my first experience dabbling with the pen and paper stuff was probably middle school, maybe a little earlier. Uh, the guy seemed like, looking back, had played D&D, but didn't own a rule book or any of the dice, so he just made things up as he went along. Uh, no real system. We just rolled dice and made shit up and had a blast. I guess that was about 20 years ago now. Okay, so, into the real deep stuff, what's your favorite race, class, and race cl class combo? Usually dwarves and spellcasters, like a wizard or cleric. Uh, all the classes are great, but if I get to sling spells, change it up on the day-to-day, -day, I'm good with that. Alright, and this is obvious since you're our DM, but before this game, have you ever DM'd before? How long have you been DMing? Oh, God, yeah. This one I chose to do. We actually had volunteers for other people. I, I think you were going to uh, DM this if I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, but pretty much every campaign before this, I got stuck with the role, and I think I got a little Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, just sort of learned to like it. It became more about storytelling and watching the pieces come together and they move like icebergs half the time or not icebergs glaciers but when it all lines up uh, it's fantastic it's like you're playing a long con every day so what's the what's your ideal setting for D&D like it could be a specific setting if you have in mind or just in general describe your perfect setting uh, huge fan of uh, uh, Toral for uh, Forgotten Realms, but that's not my answer. Uh, if I could pick anything, it would be something from Bethesda, either Tamriel, Elder Scrolls, or Fallout America. Uh, it's got that discovery of the new and the rediscovery of the old, where you're just spelunking in ruins, putting down monsters, having a good old time. That's that's what I like. It's kind of what I think of for Toral in 3.5 edition. Yeah. Like, you have this established geography that everybody knows, but not everybody knows everything about every city. Not everybody knows the in-betweens and ins and outs. Yeah. Toral feels smaller than it used to. Yeah. Or the people in Toral maybe feel bigger. They took too many geography classes. Yeah, something. Um, okay, so uh, do you have a favorite character that you've played? Yes. Gilda. Gilda. So, Gilda. Played a uh, a game with my parents, and I gave them a list of about 20 different one-paragraph characters to pick from, 
and in the making of all that, just slapping together classes and races and throwing up a, a tiny little backstory, came up with the matriarch. So now I've got a dwarven cleric, mother of 25, that I cannot break out of. She's 100% going to show up in this campaign if we make it that far. <laughs> and she runs around adopting everybody, and I, she broke me. That's my favorite. I like it. So, uh, it reminds me of a couple characters that I've seen in, in media, like, that end up being everybody's mom, which is kind of neat. Those do exist. I didn't necessarily see a ton of those. Uh, uh, Rosie Beestinger ended up being one of those, but I didn't start listening to Acking C-Team until after I came up with Gilda. Gotcha. Uh, so there's a bit of that, although Gilda would be nicer. Okay, so, well, speaking of outside influences, although this one may not have played, uh, what kind of outside characters and TV shows and stuff uh, have you been tempted to add to your role-playing or maybe just thief a character or a voice or something? I do everything I can not to steal other characters. I'll take bits and pieces here and there, but the one character that I have to fight to not bring into every character I play and every character I create uh, is Matram Cawthon, Wheel of Time. Uh, just that lovable rogue, and I want him in everything, and I can't do it. <laughs> so if he shows up, fine, but I, I, no Matt. That's what I try and do. Tough, uh, a... A rogue with a heart of gold ends up offering me a dagger. I probably should say no. <laughs> I think it'd be all right. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what he would say. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's fine. Uh, okay. What's your favorite system that you've played in so far? 5e is solid. It's it's fixed everything I hated from 3.5. I'm not talking about 4. Um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Uh the McElroys. I listen to a lot of D&D podcasts. Uh, Adventure Zone's pretty sweet. They switched over to doing Monster of the Week. And if I wasn't doing 5e, I think I'd want to do that one. It's a fun little 2d6 system. As compared to the 20-sided die system that we've been playing, yeah, yeah. that D&D has made basically the standard anymore. Yeah, you open up your game of Risk or Yahtzee, steal some dice out of that, and you're good to go. You don't need any specialty dice. I like it. Actually, kind of reminds me of, like, what I know about first edition D and D, even uh, more... I didn't play any of that. <laughs> I, I haven't played it, but uh, you know, YouTube's a hell of a place. Yeah, so I, I would have started with AD and D, but we just made up nonsense mm -hmm. and did that. <laughs> uh, so, do you like using an established world better, or one that the DM has created from scratch? Man, that one's hard. Um, I love the established world because I can go online like eh, what's over here I can fill in my own backstory fill in this and that but back to the exploration I would much rather have a, a scratch built homebrew world but that's a ton of work yeah I, I don't want to do all that I, I can't expect anyone else to do all that uh, it's a totally different game so now a couple uh, things about character creation I love that part yeah, I mean, I think every DM out there is just a player playing a thousand characters throughout the course of everything. So whenever you're coming up with character, do you tend to go for a serious background or a silly background? 
Uh, I try and make them uh, maybe not super serious, grim dark, but uh, serious as in realistic. And if they have a silly personality, it'll just get worked in through play, hopefully. Uh, but I want a real person so that I can get inside their head, figure out what makes them tick, how to play them, what they would do. And if they just happen to crack jokes, fine. That's what I'll do. <laughs> All right. What about uh, your backstory? Do you like to do a, uh, are we talking like a five-page backstory, or are you just going to let it play out on the table and let it develop? I gave my parents about 20 choices or so, and they were about a paragraph, three, four, five sentences. That's what I like. It gives enough description. It tells some of what they did, how they became an adventurer, where they're going, and that's it. You don't fill in every single name because, honestly, no one's going to read your character novel until you've played long enough for it to start to matter anyway. So a paragraph now, a novel in a year, that's where I like to be. Okay. So uh, would you rather play a character that is you or do you fill out that... fantasy aspect and play something totally different typically i'm me 24 7 so i'd like to be someone else for a while uh, that said i i have to self-insert something i can't just be someone different because i don't i don't know anybody else that well uh well what uh <laughs> there are a ton of tropes whenever you're creating a character or, or forming a party i hate all of them <laughs> well, what's your favorite trope, and what's your most hated trope? Uh, you already did say my favorite one. It's the whatever with a heart of gold. Right. That one is more believable for me. So if you're going to be a rogue, if you're going to steal from people, and you happen to give it back to the children on the side, fine. I like that one. I can tolerate that one. I've used that one. I will use that one again. Uh, if I had to pick one that I just hated, uh, it's the ones that slow down gameplay, make gameplay difficult to be like the uh, the auto alignment out. Like if you're a, a, a good, lawfully organized party, you've got the one guy that's blatantly evil and uses as an excuse to derail everything or uh, the rogue stealing from the party is fun, but constantly doing it, constantly getting everything in trouble. And that's not the point that everybody wants to do when it's disruptive. That trope can just go to hell. And I think it depends on how serious your uh, party is too. Your party of players, not necessarily your party of... Yeah. Uh, Also, how well they can roll with it. Yeah. Whether it's a beer and pretzels game, or it's, uh, we're trying to be Lord of the Rings number two. Right. And if that evil guy happens to kill someone, the party says, well, bust out the shovels. Everyone can work with that. Right. All right. So now, in your story arcs, both the ones you create and the ones that you want to play in... Do you like a big save-the-world story or a bunch of smaller missions that don't necessarily interconnect? Okay, can I change my answer to the previous question? I think I hate the the save-the-world trope the most. We don't always need to be a plucky band of adventurers out to save the world. Uh, I love the the smaller things. Uh, Maybe you have to go on your background quest to go do a thing, and you have to convince us to go along. I want the party to pull everybody in different directions. Hopefully we get to more of that here. Uh, if we ever get out of the damn warehouse. Never going to get out of that warehouse. That's where I live now. That is basically, I think, where Baz is going to live from now on. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you a theater of the mind? I'm going to describe it to you and let you guys figure it out. Or are you typically more of a tactical map kind of uh, player in DM where you like to have an actual grid? 
most of the time I'd like to talk it out. Uh, it's a ton of work making a tactical map and the pretty display boards. I ain't got the time for that. Uh, I love doing that when it becomes uh, an intense battle where it's nitpicky. Your final battle on a board is fine, but theater of the mind is, is my jam. That's where I'd like to stay. So the final warehouse scene <laughs> the final warehouse is also the first warehouse oh you know, the final boss is like the second guy you meet because that's the only guy yeah. you meet we don't make progress um please get out of the warehouse soon <laughs> so do you prefer fighting or talking i try and talk first uh when it comes to fighting i want it short and brutal uh rolling dice is great that's the point I don't want to roll dice in one combat for four hours. Yeah. Or even, honestly, like, six combats in a row. Apparently, we're in the gauntlet kind of thing. Yeah. It can be uh, fun. But I, I don't want to do that week in and week out, I yeah. don't think. That's why I try and stay away from dungeon crawls. Like, go up and investigate the door. Okay. Door, door's probably clear. Open it. Monster. All right. Clear monster. Repeat. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the backbone of the game, sure. But I'd rather not do a ton of that. Uh, now, whenever you're creating your world, whenever you're uh, looking to join up in a new group, would you prefer that setting and that game to be more lethal or more forgiving for character death? <laughs> lethal. Uh, make it deadly. Uh, I've pretty much played all games on hardest difficulty setting as soon as they came out, and you lose a lot. So when you do win, it's worth it. Uh, the stakes are higher. So, you know, maybe you don't kick down the door and rush in there because, you know, your last character tried that and they're a bloody paste on the floor. So make it difficult, make it deadly, and it's more enjoyable for me to survive. I'm going to have to invest in a 10-foot pole for my character, aren't I? I would go with 11 so that <laughs> you're outside the 10-foot range. That's fair. Yeah, because you do have to hold it somewhere. You can't actually put 10 <laughs> feet between you. I will get you on that, I promise. Um, now, would you prefer or do you think of rules first or is it the rule of cool that trumps everything else? I want the rule of cool so bad, but I can't say that. Uh, rules, it has to work. If you come up with something awesome, I will find a way to bend this system to work to make it happen. But without the rules backing it up, cool is just a pipe dream. Uh, you jump up, you swing on the chandelier, it breaks, you land on your back, it's terrible. Roll with it. That's fun now, too. All right. Uh, I think this is the last kind of DME question. Preparation or disorganization? Mostly prep. You can't prepare for everything, and if you try, you'll be caught flat-footed when it's time to... Like, react so I, I i pack for a lot of things i prepare for a lot of things and if it's not on the list doing something else uh, players always find the thing that's not on your list doesn't matter how obvious or uh, obscure it might be uh, never will find the thing that's right in front of their face for the option three blocks down and two blocks over yeah and then you'll try and seduce the guard in the warehouse for three hours I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> last two questions just about you. Uh, favorite author, book series, book? I thought about this one for a while. Uh, spoiler, we did get the questions ahead of time. Um, and I could not come up with one book or one author. Uh, but I was 
I was uh, waiting on uh, Tiffany from uh, uh, Terry Pratchett, the last one of her books, which was unfortunately his last one uh, to come out. I was waiting for Magic 2.0 to come out uh, for uh, the Bobverse. Those are all somewhat newer, somewhat uh, side. Of course, I love the the Moorcocks and the Tolkien's, but I can't say them because that's not really where I'm from on that. I'm not a reader. I never was. I am now. Just wasn't then. Okay. Uh, how about then your favorite media series, be it television, comic books, and I assume the the accompanying type of media. Uh, I'm taking this back to the mid-90s. Babylon 5. Loved it. Give me some space sci-fi. You're gagging over there. Oh, my gosh. Just... Watch the first season on, like, Fast Forward or uh, cut out Sinclair as much as you can. And it's fantastic after that. Uh, Also, squint when they do the CGI up close. Just squint real hard. (laughs) It holds up pretty well. I did a rewatch not too long ago. It's still fantastic. All right. Well, hey, uh, that was 20-ish questions with Andrew, our DM. Uh, Join us next time. Hopefully, we'll be sitting down with another one of our players and... uh, Finding out more about them. Bye. Hey there, nerds. This is your friendly reminder to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 4H of Roleplay. And, of course, you can follow the hashtag 4HORP. That's 4H-O-R-P. Thanks. Night, nerds.